Yes, absolutely. I completely agree. Money has got no um, emotional value, but it does have the ability to take away problems, superficial problems in this world that's circumstantial to the world that we live in. It's unavoidable. We can't go and breach it and say, listen, I refuse for money to control my life. It's going to control your life. It, it's a reality. That's what we live in. The more you can make of it, the more the money that you can have, the less you need to worry about this fact. Hey everyone, welcome to the RLT podcast where we share some real life tools, tips and tricks to help you not only discover, but also reach your ultimate goals. What's up everyone, welcome back to the fourth episode of the Real Life Tips podcast. My name is Mono. I'm Leon, how are you doing? Welcome back. This is the fourth episode, we're excited to see you all back again. Yeah, today's going to be a very, very interesting topic. We briefly mentioned it in the outro of the last session that we had. And Leon, today's topic is financial advice, but more around mastering your personal budget I know every time I mention the word financial or budget in a sentence, you get a massive downer. I don't have money problems. The only problem I have is, uh, yeah, not, not spending spend. it. <laughs> yes. All right, guys. So we're going to just dive straight into the topic here today, right? So first and foremost, looking at personal budgeting, right? For Why is having a budget important um to some of you this might be your old news and um you might already have some form of a budget to others you you might be quite scared and you might be feeling like uh, like leon is feeling with regards to managing your money or knowing where your money is going to so we're going to talk about why budget why is it important to budget because i feel that it's very very important to look at the reason behind it before we even start talking about the after effects and the successes you can do when you start managing your money correctly all right so why budget why save we're going to be looking at saving accounts giving some real life examples of what works for me what works for leon what doesn't work for leon uh, mainly what nothing, doesn't work for Leon. For <laughs> All right. And then we're also going to touch on, we're also going to touch on why invest. Uh, if that's something that you're interested in, what works for us and all three of these different tiers in terms of investing, saving and budgeting. And then we will share some real life tools with you because we did name the podcast after all the RLT podcast, the real life tools or tips or tricks. So I'm excited to share some of the tools with you. Um, as you can uh, probably tell, this is a very exciting time for me. Leon always knows when it comes to finances or anything, come to Mono because uh, I would probably uh, share some some crazy stories with you surrounding you know my past and what's uh, and how it's brought me to the point where I count pretty much every single penny that I spend. And uh, the reasoning behind it is the most important, right? So diving straight into it, Leon, why would you say is it important to have a budget? Why is it important to budget? Mm, okay, so I've only I've only really learned this um, in the last couple of years. I'm a I'm still a young boy, 35 years old, uh, two kids, and I finally found that you know budgeting is really really important. Um, the reason I find budgeting important is just kind of to know once I've paid everyone that's going to come and find me while I sleep, um, wh how much do I have left to spend on, on whatever I want? 
and I, I think this is where where I missed the plot um, is after I've spent and I've, 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 I've paid for everything um, you know the the house is paid the cars are paid and every other thing that you know comes off on debit orders and the schooling and the fees and all that stuff comes off I need to know how much money I've got to spend so am I on the right track money what do you think yeah I think you're you're on the right track to I mean that's there there is no right track or wrong track I feel I think it's it's all it all pertains to what your personal goals are right so in in episode two I briefly mentioned the fact that if anything in life if you set a goal in life or whether it's financial whether it's personal whether it's uh, relationship wise or work wise career wise uh, when you set a goal, you always have to start with the end in mind. This is something that I've learned in my life you know, a while back and it's made such a big difference and it just made so much sense as to you know, if I had to look at all of the things that I have accomplished or I have succeeded in, it's always because I had some form of an end goal in mind, right? So to me, the reason that I have or the, the main uh, core principle of my personal budgeting habits that I have is purely because it's it's all goal driven. It's all um, goal oriented, right? So there's always some financial goal that I set for myself. And that's the main thing that helps me budget. I didn't start budgeting uh, when I just you know, went out of school, Don't got lie, my first job. Money. You started budgeting. <laughs> I mean, Excel didn't even exist and you were budgeting on on pen and You're right. I, I have I have been budgeting for quite some time, but it wasn't always a thing for me. Um, your numbers used to scare me. I was quite I was okay with math in school, but it was never it was never you know a passion of mine to be you know drawing up Excel spreadsheets and and doing personal budgeting. But it did become quite apparent to me at some point in my life when I had to very quickly start saving up a lot of money to start buying my furniture and furnishing my first apartment or not my first apartment by that time it was probably like my third apartment but i finally said to myself i said you know at mono you want to walk into a place that you can be proud of and the only way that i felt that i could achieve that is if i could go into a store and pick and choose all the best stuff that i like that i want that i feel would would create a certain aesthetic in my house or in my home um, and I wanted to be able to go into the shop, point to any, each and every single thing that I want without the care of money sitting behind it and stopping it and, and, and you know, keeping me in that dream phase of always dreaming to have something better. I wanted to walk into a shop finally and start pointing at things and start having them delivered to my house. And that was mm. my end goal, right? So that to me is the main reason that I got into my budgeting. Right. So that's the main reason. And the, the one of the biggest answers to the question, why is it important to budget for you to be able to go anywhere? You have to understand where you are right now. You have to assess your current situation and then uh, set the goal. But you know, obviously, point number one, always set the goal, know where you're going. But then the second step to that would always be you know, assess where you are now and what you need to do to fill that gap to get to where you are now, to where you want to go. And that is pretty much the main reason behind budgeting and the importance of budgeting. Because money, whether you like it or not, whether you'd like to admit it to yourself or not, plays a very, very big role in our lives. Leon, doesn't it? Doesn't yeah. money play such a big role? No, 
It absolutely does. And I mean, jokes aside, I mean, the reason why I budget and I mean, I make jokes and say that, you know, I didn't budget, but I've, I've been budgeting for a while. It will, <laughs> it's, it's a pathetic little budget that I started with. Um, you know, you've, you've showed me the ropes on how to actually do it properly. But um, budgeting gives you an idea of what you're spending your money on. Um, this is money. If you, if you really want to make it a little bit personal, um, go and work out your hourly rate and, and then go work out your minute rate and your five-minute rate and your 10-minute rate and your daily rate. And then you can start saying, for example, all right, my first two days I work towards paying off my um, just my insurance on the cars. And my next seven days I worked on just paying rent. And then another four days I worked on just paying for a car. You know, as soon as you start quantifying the, the stuff and you put it on paper and you see the different values, and I mean, this might sound to a lot of our listeners like basics, but as soon as you put it on paper and you see the values, you can actually start um, planning as to where's all the money going, what is eating up too much, what is on a good balance, where can I improve, where can I... Um, cut off a little bit. I mean, I'm that guy, money knows. I phone all the places every year, at least once a year, and tell them, all right, listen, Mr. Insurance person, I have a depreciating car. It's now worth less. Why do I need to pay a higher premium? And mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> I don't care um, what excuse they give me. That just doesn't make sense to me. So I always walk away with a cheaper premium because at the end of the day, they want to retain their, cost, uh, their clientele. So for me, budgeting um, is very much about understanding where your money is going and then understanding what's left. Unfortunately for me, I'm still in the school of whatever's left I kind of spend. Um, it, it, it all just kind of goes out the window, maybe even more sometimes. Um, I'm working mm -hmm. on that. But um, yeah, so, so but it, it gives you a good clarity of where everything's going. So yeah, it absolutely does. I think um, you know one of the things that uh, that you mentioned in that in saying that is the fact that you need to know where your money is going to, and that is a crucial part of you know why I started budgeting myself as well because you end up walking away you know with a, with X amount you know in your bank account after your day job pays you at the end of the month or end of the week whatever the case is and if you don't know where that money is going to then before you know it you're sitting in a deficit or you're mm. going into your credit card and i promise you that snowballs like crazy i've seen it over and over again and i've personally been there i've personally yeah. been there in a situation where and i'm sure a lot of you and even leon has been there where you start overly overspending because you and you don't mm -hmm. really realize the you know, the depth that you're getting yourself into because you're not really cognizant or aware of where those cents are going to and it's the little things it's always the little things it's the things that you don't think i mean you can imagine if you we we all can do basic math right um so if you you know, uh, pay x amount on on rent or on your bond uh, and you pay X amount on your car lease or car installments and insurance. Uh, all of those are big numbers. So it's fairly easy to quickly add them up and say, hey, I'm left with you know, 
quite a lot more money than I thought I was going to be left with. So this is great. I can go to the mall this weekend and I can start going clothes shopping or you know taking my girlfriend out and let's just go on a spending spree or taking the entire family out on a vacation or something like that, right? Because we've got so much extra money laying around. Or a simple fact, let's go to the movies. <laughs> I don't know about where you guys live, but where we live... Going to the movies is not what it used to be. It's extremely expensive, right? So it's all those little expenses that add up so, at the end of the day. So I've got a question. I'm one of the listeners now. So there's something that I find very difficult in budgeting, right? And you're going to be the, the wizard here. So there's a few things. Um, I'll, I've got a few questions. So the first one is, in your budget, you've got your fixed expenses. Let's call it your debit orders, Right. And then you've got your, let's call it liquid expenses or, or I don't know, what's the right terminology for like grocery shopping, all right? One month I'll mm. pay four and a half thousand rand because the wife wanted to buy at Woolworths. The next month it's two and a half thousand rand because we're buying from Pick and Pay. And sorry if Pick and Pay and Woolworths is listening, but there's an obvious difference in the pricing there. But um, how do you budget those things? And let's take, for example, um, fuel expenditure. So I'm talking about the values that don't stay constant. Yes. How do you handle that? What do you do in your budget to make sense of that? Do you build in some fat so that on lean months you end up with some extra money and on fat months you go into deficit and you use the extra money from the lean months to compensate? What do you do? That's such a great question. And I actually um, asked myself that question a couple of years ago when I started my budget, um, it was very, very difficult for me to to start budgeting for something that you don't necessarily know what that's going to cost you, right? So it's such a great question, Leon, and um, I'm glad you asked it because you have to start somewhere. You have to just start budgeting. And um, one of the reasons I say that is because that will help you identify trends, spending trends. Okay, and yes, sure, you do have, and what you were referring to were miscellaneous expenses, right? So things that don't necessarily stay constant every single month, uh, things like going to the mall or getting takeaways. Um, you know, some days you feel like eating takeaways three days uh, or three three meals in a certain day, but other weeks you can go past without eating a single um, takeaway meal, right? So how do you go about budgeting for those things? First and foremost, my strategy towards that was to just start budgeting. Uh, fuel expenses, for instance, is something that you can very, very easily pick up on. Um, depending on your job, your, your day job, of course, if you drive around a lot, then that does make it a very difficult situation for yourself to start budgeting on that. But on average, you can take, um, you can track that, that sort of spending and I, f I feel that the first starting points of creating your budget is just to start. Create your budget, track all of your expenses, list in there. What are your fixed expenses? And, and to a lot of you, this might sound like you need to be a chartered accountant to be able to do this. Trust me, I'm not a chartered accountant by profession at all. <laughs> not even close to it. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's all about just really looking at your expenses, looking at your bank statements, right? And just making sure that you build a habit of it. And I'm not saying do this every single month, just for the first couple of months. But then you start identifying the trends in spending 
in those miscellaneous areas. So for instance, mm. just getting back to my example with fuel spend, right? Fuel spend, you can work out an average of that. And that's what I had to go and do. I had to go and work out an average over three months or something like that. Just a guesstimation, not even an estimation or an actual average, right? Just a guesstimation of saying that last month I spent that's X amount, word, the next month. <laughs> no, <laughs> right? But last month I spent this, this month I spent that. Let's have a look at what next month looks like. And then for the month coming up, I'm going to set a basic budget aside mm. for that or basic Makes figure sense. aside for that, right? So that's how I start tracking miscellaneous expenses. When it comes to taking, uh, for instance, miscellaneous expenses in the sense of going out, having fun with friends, going out for a couple of drinks, maybe playing a couple of games of pool, having a couple of beers, uh, maybe going to the movies, maybe taking the wife out, maybe taking the girlfriend out, maybe taking the boyfriend out, right? In that sense, um, that takes discipline. That takes discipline, absolutely. And Do you ask her to pay or what, what's your approach? <laughs> <laughs> it depends on how much you earn, how much she earns. In some cases, it's okay to ask or to if, if, at least if her hint parents has it. a farm, you you ask her to pay. <laughs> You're all good to go. You have a look at uh, at her pay slip first, right? Ask her a basic couple of questions. Ask her how much her tax deductions are, and then reverse engineer that entire example, right? <laughs> Uh, but at the end of the day, right, what I what I had to do is I had to be very, very disciplined. So I started budgeting, as I mentioned, because I wanted to save up uh, to be able to afford all the nice furniture that I now own, by the way. Uh, so it's a proven proven concept. It's uh, my budget started and I'll, I'll, I'm not going to lie to you. I've got my budget open over here. So let me just have a look here. My budget started in 2013. That's when I first started creating my budget template, right? Um, I'm talking about, uh, we'll, we'll get into the, what I use for budgeting, what, so what tools I use, what tricks I use and all those things, right? But I started budgeting in 2013. Yeah, I've, I've, got, I've got so many questions, but um, it seems like we're gonna get to the point now of saving. So this is, obviously I'm still struggling to make ends meet um, so to speak, um, well, not struggling to make ends meet. Let's just say that I'm living maybe a little bit too large for what I actually bring in, right? Now, mm -hmm. you're starting to talk about savings now. So why do we need to save? Um, what's the point? Um, I really, you know, I think a lot of our listeners ask the same question. What? Why yeah. do you save? What's a good strategy for saving? Is it fine to just keep it in like a check account? Do we put it in some sort of money market or whatever these guys um, give us at the bank? Um, what does the interest rates really mean? How does this work? Because for me, it's been challenging. I've I've had some money extra every now and again. Let's for example, mm. it's end of the year. You achieved your goals and you get a bonus or a thirteenth check if you're fortunate enough. You've got that extra money. Now, usually what I do is I go and find out what's the newest, greatest, you know, Xbox <laughs> or biggest television and I blow it all. But for the other listeners out there that's a little bit more level-headed than I am, what do you do with that money? What would you say? Why do you need to keep it somewhere? And what does that mean? Where do you do that? Yeah, um, all, all great questions once again. So uh, touching on that exact point of why saving is so important um, and for me it's it was a simple goal at the time of just buying my furniture I had to be very disciplined with it so I had to actually go and um, make sure that I keep my other expenses to a cap 
I basically cap myself and then I live according to that because it, it, it gives me some form of growth, right? It gives me some form of tangible growth that I can see in my own life, not just looking at the bank statement or looking at your savings accounts and feeling that at least, even if you've accomplished nothing this month, you've at least managed to put away a couple of cents, right? But knowing that you're moving towards your goal, your end goal, whatever it may be, right? In, in my case there, it was simply buying furniture and furnishing my place with all the nicest furniture, but that later changed. Once I had all of that, my saving goals grew, uh, my saving goals um, you know, extended quite immensely. And to touch on how exactly you go about saving, it's simple, but it's not easy. It's a simple maneuver of saying that, what do you need to accomplish? What are your saving goals, right? If it is to to buy a TV, for instance, or you buy a brand new lounge set or buy a new car, um, then you can actually reverse engineer it from there and say, how much do I need to save? When do I want to buy this car realistically, right? How much do I need to save? And I feel that that is the best approach of it, um, of saying that once you've got your goal, you can then start implementing that in your budget and then sticking to um, living within those means to try and uh, save for yourself, right? So I hope that answers your question in that sense. But one last thing I would like to add to that as well is the most important point for me of saving is to pay yourself first. And this is something that I read, I think, in um, it might have been Robert Kiyosaki's uh, financial IQ book. Uh, I'll have to go and check. But it was it was something that that stuck out and I've been doing it for quite some time, but it just it really, really stuck out. And I started being very disciplined about it. It's when you get your money and all of your deductions go down before you go to the shops and start spending money or go out with friends and all of that, right? If you're, if you're disciplined enough, then what you do is you give yourself that cap of what your spending trends have been in the past. And I'm not saying, you, you, can, you can choose, it's entirely up to you. If you want to set yourself a very low cap in the sense of, uh, you know, I really wanna save as much as possible to achieve this goal much quicker, then absolutely, but that's gonna take a lot of discipline. So what I, t what I did, my approach was more along the lines of, how can I live comfortably to a certain extent, still go out with friends and all that, but just cap myself at, instead of going out three nights a week and spending X amount of money without even looking at price tags or anything, I just said to myself, I'm gonna give myself this little portion, all right, and that is it. All of the rest of my money needs to go into a savings account, all right? So I was extremely aggressive with that. It's not easy. Not a lot of people can do it. I'm not saying you have to do it, Leon. <laughs> but the one thing that I can, the one piece of advice that I can give you is set a percentage aside. Decide on a percentage okay. of your salary that works for you um, and then basically work it back from there. So it might be 5% in the beginning because you said that you pretty much the, the money that you earn, you want to spend, right? So you still, you no. don't want to just cut down on that or, or cut it out of your life entirely and stop buying no. cool stuff. <laughs> You're mm. a tech fanatic. I always see you with uh, a brand new set of- uh, Gadgets, man. Toys for boys. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm not saying cut all of that luxury out of your life and all of that fun stuff out of your life, 
But what I am saying is that if it depends on what your goal is, right? So it depends on how aggressively you want yeah. to save and if you have a financial goal and then start with 5% and um, say that I'm going to take 5% of my income after deductions, the, the, the salary that ends up in my bank account, and I'm going to put that aside and then work your way around that. But what I'm saying is pay yourself first. When that money lands in your account, put that 5% into your savings account instantly. Mm -hmm. Don't even think about doing it after you know, all of the deductions have gone down and you'll get to it when you get to it in the middle of the month because it's not going to happen. Whatever money, and this is what I discovered in my life, whatever money I have in my bank account, I will spend it. And yeah. that is something that you, that no, you do as true. well. It's, 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 a, it's like when you've got cash in your, in your wallet, right? I mean, yes. my dad, my dad always lives by the, <laughs> yeah, he's old school. I mean, we know the topi, so they, they, they say cash is king, you know, so it's nice. I mean, for a few months, I tried it, you know, I go and get two grand or whatever, keep that in the wallet that's supposed to last, you know, two weeks or whatever. Now, every time you go past any place that sells anything, even if it's from all the way from some musas to um, something from Builders Warehouse, I mean, you end up paying because there's there's dough in your in your wallet. You know, you've got the cash on hand. Why not just get it right now, right here? So it's 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 really about self discipline. I think. Look, I mean, I I lack that type of self discipline. There's many things that I can apply self discipline. This is one of them that I'm really weak at. Um, but one of the things that I want to ask Manu as well, and again, <laughs> I'm pretending to be a listener here because a lot of the things I've heard, but I want to relearn them myself. Um, once you've now decided on saving 5%, let's say, for example, you can stick to 5%. Where do you put it and what's the best way to get it out of your like peripheral so that you don't think about it, you don't see it? Or does it mm. sit right there in your savings every time you log into your online banking? You can say, ooh, okay, there's another thousand bucks mm -hmm. there. I can quickly buy this or buy that. Do you put it away mm -hmm. somewhere where no one sees it? Do you, um, yeah. what, what do you do? What do you, how, how do you, do you funnel it into different types of accounts? What do you do? <laughs> so it all comes down to discipline. Um, and I'm not saying discipline will come overnight. It didn't for me, even though you look at me sometimes, Leon, and I can see it in your eyes. You're like, yes, Mona, but you're disciplined when it comes to finances. I've, I, I haven't always been like this. It's something that I taught myself um, over the years. So it depends on how disciplined you are and how, and it starts small. So you can teach yourself more discipline financially very quickly and very easily by starting with that 5% and saying that, I know that if I see that extra money in my uh, savings account and I've got access to it or instant access to it, that I will go into that if I see something cool in the shop and I will buy something with that. And then I'll just try and save again next month, right? Um, I take my girlfriend, for instance, she also struggled with this for quite some time where you know, saving was just a thing um, and it was, it was very difficult to not go into savings. Um, but that is absolutely true, Leon. I know that when you see that money, and I used to be guilty of this so many times, and I still am sometimes. I see that savings account and I'm like, ah, I wouldn't really mind if, you know, oh, I won't miss this money. I'll make it up at some point, right? So what I would recommend if you want to teach yourself discipline is uh, first assess your level of discipline um, by testing it out <laughs> one month maybe. 
or if you wanna go and really start getting serious about saving towards one specific goal, then put it in a in a, a notice account where you have to provide X uh, amount of days notice to make it as inconvenient as possible for that you to get that, to that yeah. money, all right? Um, but also then in that same sense, a lot of people say, yes, but what if I need that money urgently? So that becomes a very pressing matter. And that was something for me as well, because I'm a fail safe guy. I always have to have a plan B. So for me, what I did is I actually set up two different accounts, two different savings accounts. I said, instead of just saving 5%, I'm gonna save 15%, just as an example. I'm gonna save 15% of whatever comes into my bank account after uh, deductions, right? Um, or you can even take it on just as a starting step, take 15% of what you get um, pre-deductions, whatever uh, the, the number is on your payslip. Um, and you basically start with that. And as opposed to putting that 15% in one specific savings account, the one account that I opened up was a notice account. That is my long-term savings. So I basically placed um, a large, the larger portion of it. So the ten percent of that. Is it cheaper month? Is it just for the listeners out there? I'm, I'm, I mean, is it something? Is it free or is it very cheap? Is it? So, yeah, no, good question. I think it, it depends on what bank you're with, what accounts you have with them, what uh, package you have with them. In some packages, you do get them for free, and other packages, I'm not sure if there's a monthly fee. Um, but in most cases that I've come across, um, personally, I've seen that in most cases they're free. Um, so it's simply just contacting your bank, asking them for a notice account. You put your long-term savings in there. And when I transfer that savings, I want to see that on my pace, or I mean, not mm. on my pace, but I want to see that on my bank statements. Yeah. So if I do that transfer, I remember, um, you know, when the money comes into my account, I pay myself first. So I transfer and I literally put on the bank statement savings long-term or long-term savings or something that would identify that. Um, I put that into the long-term savings and the 5% I put into short-term savings. That is my formula because that 5% I can use in emergency. If maybe I've given myself a little bit too tight of a cap in terms of miscellaneous spending, and then I can at least feed back into that, but at least I won't touch my long-term savings. All right. Mm. Now, the next yeah. step after that that you'd want to do is to try and not touch that short term savings account. <laughs> try and not touch it. Try and discipline yourself. And that's how you teach yourself discipline. But let's be honest. I mean, this is this is why the banks came out with notice accounts. Right. It's because they know people like me exist where exactly. I'm going. I'm going to touch my money. I know <laughs> when it's there and I've got access to it. It's there. Why else would the banks come out with, a, with, an, with, with an account where you can't touch it for a certain period of time? You know, um, it's, it, I, I highly yeah. doubt that's the reasoning behind it, but it's a good, it's I'm, a good I'm pretty perspective. Sure that there must have been a guy that said, listen, give me, give me an account where I can't touch my money. It's my money and paperwork yeah. says it's my money and you give me a little bit more interest. So I'm pay, you, you're paying me for not getting access to my money for 30 days unless I give notice. Sure. All right, but there's a lot of benefits to that as well, right? So yeah. with those notice Absolutely. accounts, you, you get you get very um, good interest rates on it yeah. as well, on the money that's basically invested in there. We'll touch on investing in a couple of minutes. Um, but basically the idea is to to try and discipline yourself to not touch those the short-term savings. And once you've succeeded with that, then you 
um, basically transfer that short-term savings over to your long-term savings. And that is the formula, a formula that I use for saving um, and why I feel it's important to save is to have a goal. And um, let's face it, we all have financial goals, whether it is to at least be debt-free and pay off all of your debt or whether it is um, on the point of saying that I just want to go and buy something specific for myself or I want to buy freedom. Yeah, sure, Mano. So, I mean, to basically wrap this section up, why we need to save. I mean, for me as a non-saver, as someone that's maybe a little bit rebellious with my money, I completely understand why it's important to save. You know, it buys you a little bit of security. It buys you time. It gives you that sense of, um, you know, if something goes wrong, if a wheel falls off the wagon, you can, you can make things and you can... Um, you know, put some things in place that's going to rectify or help you out for a certain period of time. Let's say, for example, you suddenly lose your job and you save no money. You'll be, you'll be in a difficult spot. I think a lot of people experienced that in the last couple of months, especially with COVID. And um, I, I really feel for these people because that could definitely 100% be me. I mean, I live quite large. Um, I, I pretty much eat up all the money that comes into my account every month. And I'm, I'm very acutely aware that if I don't have even a month extra worth of savings uh, available, so if I were to lose my job now, I'll be, let's call it as it is, screwed by next mm. month. And that's why savings is important. Um, it's, it's buying time. It's giving you that sense of... Um, you know, that there's a safety net if something goes wrong. And then it's also the start of something a lot, lot, lot more important that we'll talk about in other episodes. And that's like starting, you know, with wealth, how to build wealth and how to get rich, mm. you know, how to really take that savings, invest it appropriately, um, buy in stocks, play with shares, buy housing or whatever your strategy might end up being. But using that money to generate more money to actually get to a point of wealth or rich or whatever you want to call it mm. let's just call it rich you know to be rich enough so that you don't need to worry about money anymore um that's where savings is really important so there's two things it's for survival i mean we all stay in south africa stuff can change night and day mm. and that's the first and foremost important thing for me is that if i were to lose anything right now or or um, you know stable income right now i'm screwed in a month space and i've seen people in COVID that's experienced this where within one month two months at max they they're gone they they can't uh, sustain anymore and secondly it is if you can save for a long period of time and it becomes something that you didn't need to bite into or to utilize for survival then it grows to a point when you where you can reutilize that money into creating wealth Exactly. I mean, I think it's so important to, to talk about that as well in the sense that m maybe a, like a lot of people that I've spoken to on this topic as well, they say that I don't really have anything specific in mind that I'm saving for, you know. Um, sure, it would be nice to have a better car and all that, but I wouldn't necessarily even spend my savings on it, right? So if you're one of those people that feel that you don't necessarily have anything specific in mind, right, at least I would recommend just start with 
disciplining yourself um, whilst you're busy figuring it out, right? Whilst you're busy still uh, trying to decide on you know, what's best goals to set up for yourself. So that's a very important point there. Okay, so on touching on the next topic here, why is it important to invest? Yeah, I think there are multiple different ways of investing. Maybe you're ready for this. Maybe this is something that you've already started in your life. Maybe it's something that you've you've um, you've always wondered about, or maybe it's something that's just completely scared you. And for me, it's always been that investments and all those things just sounded way too complicated and too complex. It's something that I've only recently started um, looking into, and the main reason that I started looking into that is predominantly because that will boost my savings so that I can achieve my goals a lot quicker. So investing is basically taking that money, placing it in, I don't know, a, a number of investment opportunities that you might have out there, you know, unit trusts or or property, real estate. I am no financial advisor, but really it's just saying that if that is something that you do want to start looking into, to start boosting those savings, um, the, the long-term savings of yours, then maybe look into some investment accounts or look into ways that you can boost the savings that you have in the bank. Mm. So we're all facing inflation and um, that absolutely has a very big impact on the, the money that you save. What's, what's it worth to you if you save $10,000, rands, euros, whatever. And then in five years or 10 years, it's pretty much worth almost half of that or maybe let's say three quarters of that so yeah it's mm. it's not always best to you know, sit on your savings account but absolutely it does help you get ahead in life and maybe you know, yeah. in a sense achieve those certain goals as well i think it's important to note at this point also that there might be a small percentage of our listeners that doesn't necessarily understand what investing means and i mean i'm still learning myself please absolutely do not see me as an expert in this field but investing is pretty much the process of taking let's say for example you invest in chicken licken and a share was one rand all right and you buy that one rand share and they've got 50 shares so it means that you've got one fiftieth of the business if that chicken licken grows and they start making money and that share grows to two rand you inherit that one rand profit your one rand has grown to two rand and you now have two of a hundred shares i think i think the easiest way to to translate that and the easiest way for me to the the way that i started understanding what shares and on all of those things are is if you if you have a look at forex right if you have a look at foreign exchange if you have a look at converting between uh, rands and dollars or dollars and euros and all those things right if you were to take x amount of dollars to buy one euro today and um, you know the the price of euro goes up or down then that would either that the amount of dollars that you have yeah. paid for that one euro would either increase or decrease right and that's pretty much how 100%. shares work it pretty much yeah it, de it depreciates or appreciates it depends on obviously how it's going for that business so obviously the whole point of investing into a business that you believe in, it, uh, the point of it is to hope that that business will grow. And as that business grows, your money will grow. So like Manu said, there's so many different ways that you can invest. Um, there's investing in foreign exchange. There's investing into businesses. There's investing 
in the sense of traditional investing into savings. There's investing in Bitcoin. There's investing in Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, that's a very, very lucrative one that can be very volatile as well. Um, there's investing in property, which is probably very um, stable, but it's very difficult to get into because you have to buy a house and it's a lot of money. So the whole point of investing, as I understand it, and again, I am not the economic um, you know, expert on this show. I think Manu holds that throne. Um, but the point of investing is to take your money and try and grow it a little bit faster than you would um, within the banking system or within just leaving it somewhere. Or, you know, our, our grandparents used to take the money and hide it under the bed. Or they'll take the money and go and transfer it into gold, which is actually not a bad idea. That's still a very good way of investing is to buy gold because mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a constant value across the world. But anyways, the point is to um, invest into something that's going to grow your money a little bit more aggressively than market other markets would or the normal commercial markets would. The discipline of understanding how this works, however that is where that is where it gets really complicated so this is something that myself and manu is learning as we go along um we've started with um, a couple of experiments here and there and we've only had success so far we've been lucky but it's it's really only because we do a lot of research before we get into something yeah absolutely i think um we've actually uh, covered a lot of what exactly works for us what are the formulas that that work for us um you know, what sort of uh, in not necessarily investment strategies, but saving strategies that that I apply within my life that I've passed down onto onto Leon, onto a couple of my friends, onto my girlfriend as well. And these things are working for them. And we're it's 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 not an exact science. So it all depends, you know, from person to person, what your income looks like, what and what your goals look like, what you want to achieve and how disciplined you are and where you would want to start, right? So it's really looking at yourself and saying, do I want to improve? And uh, let's start, uh, you know, assessing my current situation before we start moving forward. But just to share some some best tools uh, or tips, things that have worked for me specifically, and it's a simple Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> the only reason I have a simple Excel it's not spreadsheet. It's a simple Excel spreadsheet. It's it it it's an Excel spreadsheet on steroids. I mean. I've never seen a spreadsheet look like a you know PowerPoint presentation for a startup in you know Silicon Valley. Come on, I like I like honest. bars and graphs and line charts and all of those things. But it never started yeah. like that, Leon. Um, it started with a very and I I think I even showed you that it started with a very very basic conceptualized idea, and I just got addicted. I got really, really addicted to looking at my numbers, uh, making sure that it's all as accurate as possible so that I can uh, put as much money as possible into savings, which like I said, it's not always for everyone that might not be your goals, uh, but that's what works for me. So Excel spreadsheet, that is what works for me. Um, if you can just basically create a, you know, a basic Excel spreadsheet or worksheet that can list all of your expenses, First and foremost, all of your expenses. So I'm talking about things that that go down on a on a monthly basis, right? Debit orders and such. So those are the things your hard expenses that you want to list. Then the next thing you want to do is you want to go to your soft expenses, the the, the expenses that your your that miscellaneous spending. We're talking about um, buying food for the house, you know, shopping grocery dope. shopping, exactly, uh, chopping dope. 
you know, your your alcohol spending or your going out and partying money or just general mm. spending, right? That's where I keep track of that. And then lastly, keeping track of your income and also the deductions on your pay slip um, to make sure that the numbers at least balance out to some extent. So it starts off very basic, but Excel spreadsheets work for me. In actual fact, I'll do you one better. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna actually um, edit a Wait, link hold on, or- hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What are you gonna share with us? I'm gonna mm-hmm. share my, my template, uh, but it's, it's, I'll share the basic template with, uh, no, with the audience. No, 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 no. Yeah, I think I'm gonna do we're that. Not, we're not earning any profits with the show right now. <laughs> I mean, maybe we should sell it. What's it, like five rand, five rand for the- You're right, maybe we should keep that and rather just charge for it. <laughs> we'll we'll just edit this part out. It's fine. We'll okay. So guys, I'm gonna add a link. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna add a link uh, in the show notes. I will in the show notes explain to you how you can get your hands on um, a free budget template. And this is the one that I use. So you might want to tweak it a little bit. Maybe the the values are in a different currency. Uh, I mean, I'm in Southern Africa and South Africa. So we work in rands, but it's very simple to just change the values over to dollars. And you can pretty much use the exact same template. So in that one sheet template, it's already going to give you the baseline of uh, your sort of your savings accounts, what percentages you can um, apply to them. You can go and edit that, but it's basically just tracking your expenses and you can start there and go ahead. So in terms of the second thing that works for me in, in, in terms of um, not necessarily just personal budgeting, but it's all around habits and building discipline. Um, not necessarily just about saving, but understanding your financial situation and handling your fin- financial life a lot better is uh, an app a mobile app, I think it's only on on iPhone at the moment. Um, I tried to get someone else to download it the other day. I have absolutely no affiliation with them whatsoever, but I have no problem providing free marketing if something is really cool. So I've only been using this uh, application for a couple of uh, weeks now. It's called Strides. Uh, it's a personal habit tracker. And I actually use that to, in my personal capacity, in my, uh, in my financial um, realm to try and reduce my bad spending habits, right? Something that I've added on there is to um, the amount of takeaways that I purchase uh, because uh, I went through this a couple of months ago. I mean, we're we're working from home. We're pretty much, you're in home, the, well, in the house the whole day. And we absolutely hate cooking now because we're over it, we've done it. It's cooking, cleaning, cooking, cleaning, and you're pretty much in the house the whole day. So I went through a really bad month where I analyzed my budget and I saw that I spent way too much money on takeaways. So strides, go check it out. Um, As I mentioned, once again, if I can, I'll add it to the show notes, but I have no affiliation with them. I've just come across it and it's a really, really cool tool for me to track my habits in general, but also my spending habits to set up reminders and certain goals to not eat takeaways or or give myself an allowance to say that I'm only allowed to eat two takeaway meals a week or three a week or whatever, right? Um, there are some really cool online free tools that you can use for personal budgeting that actually links up to your bank accounts. I can't remember the names. I've explored some of them. Um, but this shows all about what works for us. And that didn't really necessarily work for me. I like, I'm a control freak. So I want to be in control of the numbers. I want to be able to move stuff around and and all of that. But it is a very, very nice way and a simplified way. If the Excel spreadsheet isn't working for you, go and Google uh, online um, budgeting tools free or something like that. Just please don't get caught with any scams. 
Uh, that is pretty much it. One last tip that I have from my side before we move on to you, Leanne, is um, centralize all of your bank accounts. This is something that has really worked for me. I used to have bank accounts, uh, a savings account at X Bank, uh, a debit account at, at uh, Z Bank, whatever. And at the end of the day, it just made it so much more difficult for me to move money and to save and to monitor my savings or monitor my yeah, budget and true. all that and keep track of my, my expenses. Um, so I just consolidated everything at one singular bank. It just makes it, uh, it's a less, it's it's less in transfer fees when you're transferring be, between accounts and everything frank, as well. To be frank, I mean, most of the banks nowadays, um, if you phone them up and you're not a customer yet and you want to move over to them, they'll probably automate the whole, the whole process. They're pretty much going to ask you where are you banking currently and they take the whole process from there. They'll move your debit orders. They'll, you know, even if you've got debt, with another bank, they'll probably um, recredit you at themselves, even with a better interest rate sometimes, just to get mm. your business. So it's not a stressful thing. I mean, I had to do this twice, and um, both times I was actually quite surprised where it sounded like the banker was stressing more than I was. I mean, he pretty much moved me over within the space of three days. I think everything was moved over, inc including credit cards and debt and all that stuff. So this is, it's, it's a really good tip. I mean, get everything onto one pane of glass so that when you log in, you've got all your money in front of you. You've got your debt, you've got your um, check account, you've got your savings, you've got your house. Um, hopefully, if your bond is also registered and um, you know linked to this account, you've got everything in one space so that you know once everything is on one place, obviously, it's a lot easier to, to, to work with yeah no absolutely all right great so i think the key takeaway for this show today guys is um simply getting control over your finances in order to get control over your life it's this it's the main message that i wanted to get across today is the reason why budgeting works uh for us uh and how it helped us and how much control it gave us in our own lives in the sense that we managed to not only just buy nice things, right? But as Leon said, it can be a very, very large step in the right direction if you're looking at you know, building a safety net so that if something does go wrong in your day job, you can at least survive a month or two or three. Uh, my aim used to be, I think, six months um, or three months at least. I moved it up to six months. Mm. And I will continue pushing that up to a year to two years. But I'm not saying, you know, just continue saving for eternity. But set a specific goal. If your goal is to at least have six months of freedom for yourself, mm. if something does go wrong, it, it can absolutely buy yourself freedom and give you a lot more control over your life. Think yeah. about it in the sense if you if you want to get out of your day job and you want to maybe follow your dreams, but you're just too scared because you've got bills to pay, right? In a lot of cases, you can buy time. You can buy focus uh, with that savings account, right? If you save up enough months, right, as fallback and you've got at least, uh, you know, uh, some fallback career path that you can fall back onto if, if it all fails, safety nets, whatever the case is, mm. or maybe you just, you're ready to make a change, then, you know, by all means, you can save up a six months or six months worth of expenses if you budget it correctly and set that as your goal or even a year. I've heard of a lot of people that have saved up a year's salary or expenses. Yeah, just to be sure. Um, 
just to be sure you don't have to save up a year's salary you just have to save up a year's expenses so this would yeah. also mean exactly. trying to decrease your expenses as much as possible right mm-hmm. meaning that pay off those accounts those little accounts the the, the appliances that you bought on on credit uh, those little things that you can that you can quickly uh, close up, right? And another thing I just want to mention, I mean, a lot of the stuff we discussed today seems very idealistic. So it's the right way, you know. Um, there's various different paths that lead to the right way. So start small, start with something that works for you. Um, it, it takes years to really understand how to do budgeting and how to work with finance. I'm still finding my way as well. So just start somewhere. You'll get your, you'll, you'll see the results. It, it really starts growing quite quickly. And there's tangible results because, I mean, there's physical numbers that you can track. But don't beat yourself up because you can't start aggressively just like chopping and changing and moving over to an aggressive uh, saving mentality and you know turning around pennies and you know hunting down specials at the checkers and the spa and the pick and pays to find out where i can uh, you know make a 300 rand extra so that i can put that into savings don't be that guy that's not sustainable again it needs to be something that um, serves you instead of you serving it yeah so at the end of the day, you know, yeah, it's 100%. It needs to serve you. So it needs to be something that's comfortable. It needs to come comfortably. If you're in a position right now where a lot of people are, they're listening to this podcast and they think, listen, but I don't even have five rand to spare at the end of the month. If you've got two rand to spare at the end of the month, spare it. Go put it in a piggy bank. Go to go to crazy store, buy yourself a piggy bank and put that two rand into that piggy bank. It's going to give you that sense of, I did it, you know, even if it's just to rent, just start somewhere. It's all about just starting, take that first step. Even if that step seems so measly, it's it's about the habit that you grow. It's about the action. It's about the sentiment that comes behind that. It's about the thought process. So it doesn't mean you need to, you know, put away 10% or 15% of your salary to be in this position of saving money. You can start as small as you want. It's about then taking that action of doing it and building that action into a habit. And again, money, this ties in really well with our previous episode. But um, building that action into a habit that then becomes really like a norm. It becomes a lifestyle. Mm. And before you know it, 15 years later, you've got millions of bucks that you saved in the bank through... And how life has treated you after that. You're absolutely right. Um, in every single sentence that you've mentioned there, it's it's so, so, so powerful. Um, I think that we are completely two different beings when it comes to this type of stuff. And, you know, just because I'm a t- I'm the type of person that, that seems and appears on the surface very disciplined with it, doesn't mean that it happened overnight. It's something that I got into and I really started you know, paying a lot of close attention to it. For you, it was another whole different story getting into it and getting used to it. But it's something that you can start off very, very small and it can grow with you. So wrapping up in essence, guys, uh, we talked a lot about finances and money today. Uh, the main reason for that is because money is, I won't say money is life or life equals money, uh, but it is unfortunately the reality that we're living in. Money can buy yeah. 
freedom yes. money can i can't i won't say it will buy happiness but it can absolutely buy safety security luxury comfort uh, can yeah. buy a lot it's, of those it can things take stumbling blocks out the way i mean there's a guy dean graziosi yes. we'll get into some of his shows yes he he likes to call it let's cut a check for a problem you know so if there's a problem of um, my sister-in-law doesn't have a car anymore because she, you know, damaged the car and it wasn't insured. Cut a check, problem goes away. So, yes, absolutely. I completely agree. Money's got no um, emotional value, but it does have the ability to take away problems, superficial problems in this world that's circumstantial to the world that we live in. It's unavoidable. We can't go and breach it and say, listen, I refuse for money to control my life. It's going to control your life. It, it's a reality. That's what we live in. The more you can make of it, the more the money that you can have, the less you need to worry about this fact. Absolutely. And the way that you control your finances is the way that you control the game um, that sure. we call life. Unfortunately, it is. Yeah. The, the, the value placed behind a lot of things. So whether you want to accept it or not accept it, I, fe I feel that I struggled with that as, uh, as well. Uh, it wasn't the main purpose for me saving is buying a better life or buying happiness. It was purely because this is the reality that we're living in and you have to face it. So with that being said, guys, thank you all for joining the show. This was the fourth episode of the Real Life yeah. Tips podcast. It was so exciting having you all here and sharing some insights. I hope it has been informative. I hope it has been great. And I hope we've shared some value. Uh, please let us know. Leave a review. Leave a comment. And as always, if you enjoyed the content, please share it with your friends. From myself, Mono. And myself, Leon. Thank you very much. Stay tuned. We'll be back next week. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Bye. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining this episode. We really hope that it inspires and motivates you. By the way, we're giving away a free five-step personal budget template that will help you take control of your financial goals. So just head over to rltstudios.com, sign up for our newsletter, and we will get that right over to you. So head over to rltstudios.com, and we will see you in the next episode. Until then, cheers.